I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I'm Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we're going to be discussing different kinds of fermented beverages. So, if you heard the last podcast, it was all about kombucha and our stories about kombucha and how passionate we are about understanding kombucha. So, today we're going to deep dive into what are the different kinds of fermented drinks that exist beyond kombucha. So, we have Vikram Mittal in the studio with us today, and we're going to deep dive into all these things that are some of them are homegrown and some of them we are trying to adapt to now, right? So. What is the whole thing with fermented drinks? It's a part of Indian culture as well. So hi Ashton, thank you so much for having me here. And I think uh, we are touching upon a very very important topic because God knows how many times I've to tell people ki the water kefir is not kafir lime ka lemonade or something like that, right? So that has happened a bunch of times. So quickly jumping onto the topic, yes, fermentation has been around since Indus Valley civilization. Mm. They've found pots with sauerkraut remains in it, right? So it's that old. In India, one of the more popular ferments is chach dahi which probably everyone has every day. It's nothing but fermented milk, Correct. right? Again, so there are different kinds of ferments. One is cultured ferment and then a wild ferment. So cultured ferment is dahi. So you have milk, you add some dahi, add some culture and that it becomes dahi, right? So culture is basically anything where that bacteria has been eating. So that whatever it was earlier, now you put it in this and it'll become the same thing. So you put dahi into milk, it'll become dahi again. Dahi again, right? So it will just... Reproduce. reproduce. Basically, you're giving them food to the culture, the bacteria. You're giving them food to reproduce. And whatever happens as the byproduct is what we are interested in, pretty much. So now, okay, to begin with, we have dahi. That's like the most ubiquitous, I think, ferment in India. Correct. Every household. Every household does it. Yeah. Cheese, again, fermented. Then we have pokhal bhat. What is uh, that? Pokhal bhat is, so my wife is half Uriya, half Bengali. Okay. So that's how I sort of know it. Pokhal bhat is when they have leftover rice hmm. from the meal, because it's a very rice prominent area. They let it ferment, they cover it with water. Like, so they fill enough water so that everything is submerged. And then they add salt in it to mix it up. And they cover it lightly with like a whatever plate or something. And they leave it overnight. What happens overnight is there is, of course, there's carbs in the, in the rice. And there is yeast everywhere like on from our hands to the mic to the lights everywhere so these yeast they also need food they start acting and they start eating it up this is not the kind of culture the bacteria that you're talking about with the kombucha yeast. no yeast for example uh, dahi no this so is... dahi is lactobacillus bacteria right right but here it is wild fermentation which will happen so like if you have wild fermentation is a fermentation that just takes place by itself just just happens like it just you just give it the right condition you need a fuel source, oxygen and like, you know, temperature or whatever, mm. you know, starting point. That's exactly how it is. You put all of these things together and it will happen. And fermentation just So, right. So, you put moisture and sugar together, fermentation will happen. Now, the only difference we need to remember is there is a difference between fermentation and rotting. Mm. So, rotting takes place when there is like a uncontrolled fermentation where good bacteria, bad bacteria, good yeast, bad yeast, everyone sorts of bread when you have and you have that black, 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 black thing growing on it. That's fermentation happening, right? The yeast is growing on it and it's consuming. Different sort of a ferment, right? But that's not something that you want. That's mold. That's not what you want. Correct. You want the yeast that is living in our body, that is everywhere, you know, that will ferment. Which that's is why only some of these things are products that we consume at the end of the day. Not everything that suddenly yes. goes bad is right. good for you. Right. All so right. Sacro, Saccharomyces hmm. is one of the species of yeast that is very popular. You have them in beer, then wine, in all of the ferments, alcohol ferments, there is yeast. Hmm. And so there it is introduced, right? 
because you want a particular kind of ferment to reach somewhere so champagne yeast is different wine yeast is different similarly the ferments have different so kombucha has the scoby like we discussed in the last episode so that yeast is saccharomyces right all of them are a different variety of saccharomyces hmm. now pokhalbat so you have you know yeast from outside and they are there plus there is always some bacteria and everything also there but the sugar level is really low in cooked rice hmm. and otherwise so it will not get alcoholic at any point it will just consume whatever the carb and whatever it is give out some co2 and in that process you know whatever it will also produce the b12 and all of that and that makes it amazing to have it's tasty it's tasty it's like halka khatta but it's really cooling for your body hmm. right you'll always hear chaach pilo body cool down ye khalo body cool down kokum sharbat ferment all of this kombucha cool down because this is what it does right and the thing with these natural ferments is whatever we do like traditionally they come in a time and they give you whatever your body needs at that time so you will see watermelon comes in summers what do you have the least water what nature gives you watermelon right you need citrus fruits because immunity boosting in winters what do you have in winters all the citrus fruits right so nature has a very good way of doing it similarly for ferments so if you're doing this uh, if you go to north now okay so pukhal bhat is basically this then they tamper it somehow with like you know rye mustard and some kadi patta and all of that like local and hari mirchi and it's a meal in itself Lovely. so you can have the rice mm. you can drink the water which was fermented it's a beverage it's a food it's like a complete meal Lovely. and i can tell you they also make handia which is like an alcoholic version of it mm. right where in little bit of different process it's only drink by like the laborers usually unfortunately but it's a rice ferment and it's very popular and the only reason imagine tropical sun people standing in 10 hours in the sun working and they are still fit and they because of these ferments i can tell you the only reason they survive the heat is because of the cooling effect of these ferments very basic right chawal to khayega hi aadmi usko so bach jata hai continues that process and it's really really healthy so one is pokalbat right one is pokalbat then, then is dahi ho gaya pokalbat ho gaya then is kanji 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 is a north indian ferment punjab delhi you will hear right and it is nothing it's usually mustard right and kala gajar mustard has hardly any carbohydrates if you look at it that way so the source of carbohydrates is kala gajar now as the gajar goes darker in color the sugar content also goes higher and higher right so orange gajar which i never knew existed till i came to bombay i always thought gajar was red red and we so got it in winters so call your uti carrot yeah hmm. hardly a carrot for hmm. me honestly hmm. personally I have no recollection of having a orange carrot ever in my life as a kid. I did not know. Somebody That's said because he didn't watch Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs Bunny only ate orange carrots. He would not know what a red carrot was. Right, but you know, thing is, I watched Bugs Bunny. I never paid attention. That you know that it was like I thought it was some one of these fancy veggies because the cartoons were made in US, right, and whatever. So I never bothered. Hmm. Right, but coming back. So kala gajar is not gajar that has like gotten sweeter. It's actually a different species. It's a different species, hmm. and it only grows in cold winters in the north of India. Okay, and you cannot find it in Bombay. And I don't make anything with kala gajar because we only do local seasonal organic. Hmm. So if organic is not there, you will not get it. I have tried getting 10-20 kgs in a train or something. It'll die. They, you know, but two days later, it's finished. Correct. Right. so kala gajar so kala gajar very good source of carbohydrate sugar you add it with mustard and you put it nothing chop everything up put the mustard thoda sa break karke usko you you know ground it you know coarse ground it put it together no sugar needed nothing fill it with water cover it with like a plastic or like a cloth or whatever and keep it in the sun sun because winters ah so you need the heat you need the too. heat ah, so you put it in the sun right. so that the 
everything heats up to a nice temperature you give it a shake the most important thing that people don't know about is in a beet kwas or a kanji the shake every day is the most important thing what otherwise it gets a mold because, oh, because the, they'll be on the other top achha, because achha. what happens is there is not enough sugar hmm. so in any fermentation the most important thing is the ph to drop okay. because the when the ph drops below 4 right a little scientific sorry guys but hmm. when the ph drops below 4 that's when it starts preventing outer pathogens to sort of attack or the bad people from entry it's a it's a bouncer So when it becomes below four, it becomes what? It's acidic. 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 Right. Okay. Now again, we'll touch upon that. Hmm. But acidic prevents outer pathogens to attack anything inside. So nothing will grow. So when you keep shaking it and whatever, surface pe kuch rehta nahi hai organic. Hmm. You know, less acidic wala, jisko wo kharaab kar sake. Right. So it just sort of you know that's the trick, and that's it. Three days, five days, depending on the sun, depending on your recipe, your kanji is ready, hmm. and it's like a delicacy. It's so tasty, and you have a similar version in Rajasthan. which is mostly it's khatta right i actually i have it very rarely honestly but kanji vada is really popular kanji vada kanji vada so vada is like the dahi vada ka vada hmm. so it's a moong dal vada Correct. right again fermented da oh again jalebi is fermented for christ sake jalebi is fermented everything is fermented right and uh, we were sticking to healthy stuff now you suddenly <laughs> gone into jalebi is being healthy guys this is <laughs> not part of the recommendations all right no i'm saying <laughs> fermented stuff right so like so vada so hmm. da- dal vada is very healthy because the dal is fermented and the vada is made and there's no frying so it's like all water the fat is gone all out it's fried but you know water gets in and the fat goes out and then you add it with the kanji hmm. so the khatta pan the mustard taste the salt sort of everything sort of gets in and it's like a really nice healthy cooling down uh, meal almost like a snack more Correct. like a snack that you can have so these are some of the different ferments that we do here then there are local ferments you know so these are all things so the rajasthan one is there then the kanji is in north india typically so this is also kanji that is also kanji hmm. usually thoda gajar dalte hain ya they just let the mustard and the water just ferment a little bit to mustard se bhi flavor aa jata hai khatte pan ka thoda sa and that is how it is usually and beet kwas is basically kanji with beet kwas is a russian ferment okay. because they don't have gajar there hmm. or carrots there they have beetroot so they use beetroot and for the starters so now beet kwas is a cultured ferment how when we make sauerkraut sauerkraut is fermented cabbage so the brine that is left it's very very alive like it's pulsating with like bacteria and healthy bacteria and all of that so in batch 0 when you start making it you add some sauerkraut ka juice or some sauerkraut into that ferment with like beetroot and salt and water this these are the three major basic ingredients plus some sauerkraut as a starter culture you let it ferment now there is already something you already have food and you put salt to sort of make it saline so that it sort of protects your ferment from getting bad bacteria and whatever whatever just an initial phase right sauerkraut itself has salt in it so sauerkraut ka salt is not enough of course hmm. you'll have to put like more some more it, salt correct. even kanji has some salt pokhal bath has some salt the salinity what it does is it sort of protects in the initial couple of days it acts like as a protection till the acid can come till up the to... acids sort of come into okay, the picture the moment fermentation happens acids come in ph drops you're good hmm. right and that's what actually you want right now the question is we're talking about it becoming acidic now people are like if this is acidic how will it help me now so lemon is also acidic but if you have indigestion you will have lemon why it is acidic in nature in physical chemistry why is it acidic when it goes in your body and it metabolizes it leaves behind basic compounds or alkali so it makes your body alkaline in the after metabolization correct right that is how it helps 
So similarly, all the kafamens, pokhalbat, kanji, kombucha, kefir, whatever you're drinking, all of these are also acidic in nature because that's how they prevent going bad, right? That's the preservation technique. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. Also, the other thing is that when you have something acidic in nature, what it basically does is it shuts off the valve on your stomach. That valve basically needs acid and senses acid and then it shuts off. Very often, we don't have enough acid, which is why it doesn't shut off, which is why we feel acid reflux. Acid refluxes. So, in fact, apple cider vinegar, things that are acidic in nature like this actually help with the acidity that you're feeling. 100%. Once again, not medical <laughs> suggestions. This is just stuff that we've observed. observed. Oh yeah, 100%. So apple cider vinegar has gained a lot of popularity in terms of, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was in a food expo and like so many people now, especially in the north where apples are grown, right? So many people doing apple cider vinegar and you know, all of that because it is actually helpful. Yeah. Now, these are so, everybody is a bio-individual. What works for Ashton may not work for Vikram, may not work for somebody else, may work for someone else, right? Yes, of course. So this is the basic nature of things. Now, so we've covered all these Indian ferments pretty much, mm. right? And so if you go south, you'll have rice-based ferments. If you go north, vegetable-based ferments, the carrot and gobi pickle, radish pickle that they make in Punjab, which is nothing, they have no oil. It is just basic fermentation. The source of sugar being gajar, radish and whatever, you add salt, you let it dry. And that's it. So fermentation works at different levels and different things. Beverages. Now, beet kwas we were talking about. It's a Russian ferment. Sauerkraut being used. So that is one. It's very popular. It's a zero sugar beverage, right? It's a little different from kanji. So we don't, I mean, it's similar to kanji. And we how we do it is we add mustard to it. So, so it makes it, uh, it familiar. It makes it very, very familiar. Hmm. I can't tell you how many times people have come and like, this, 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 uh, this is how, this is how my dadi, uh, this is how my dadi made it. This is exactly like this. Oh man, I should, I have to take a bottle back for my mom or for my, for my grandma or my granddad or whoever, right? Like somebody, like pindi ki adiladi, like that sort of thing. And then you're nice, I mean, and that's exactly like nice my way. point from the last point that you have to have a little bit of a familiarity in taste and in otherwise. Otherwise it becomes otherwise very strange. it doesn't make sense. So that was that. Then we have water kefir. Now water kefir, you have milk kefir. There used to be a very popular brand here, right, in Bombay. Unfortunately, working with dairy is a little difficult. We do water kefir. We try and stay away. Our earlier exposure was vegan. Hmm. So we try and stay away from milk and milk products in general. Honey just has a little place in our, in our menu otherwise. So water kefir, again, you have water grains. So it is very similar to kombucha, right, as to what it does. Kombucha has the scoby, that pellicle, that mat, that mushroom, that flying... Chinese tea, you know, sort of a thing. Whereas jellyfish, 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 jellyfish. <laughs> and then the kefir grains are like grains, are like they call like little pearls. They're almost little like pearls, are more like just a dooth fat jata hai, right? And you squeeze it out, and then whatever is left behind, like those uh, granular sort Correct. of a thing, that is exactly what uh, what kefir culture looks like. It looks like it's not the same thing. So please don't squeeze out your milk when no. you spatter. You will not get kefir. No, no, no. You'll not get kefir at all. Tibicus is one of uh, very popular names you will Google when you Google water kefir. You will say tibicus grains or something. Essentially, what it does is now it does not eat tea. It feeds on sugar and sugar alone. You put pour water, you put sugar, and you put water kefir grains in, and voila, that's it. And kombucha takes like we were talking about anywhere between seven days to a month depending on temperature and what all not all. Kefir grains are so aggressive. 
थर्टी सिक्स आवर्स इज यूजली मैक्सिमम दैट वी हैव आफ्टर दैट एक्चुअली स्टार्ट डाइंगलीपिकली बट वी लेक मेक बिगर बैच इफ यू मेक थ्री लीटर्स or any culture kombucha culture whatever you put them in a little bit of food you give them food and you put them in the refrigerator the moment you put them in the refrigerator the temperature drops fermentation the alpha your rate of fermentation becomes very close to zero or whatever so they chill a little they chill a little hmm. that's the only way to keep your kefir grains in check otherwise it goes bad so now another very very popular ferment today these days and a lot of bartenders have been talking about it and you know otherwise is tepache tepache is a mexican ferment right and the beauty of it is this tepache is made with typically with pineapple skins now abhi fruit to bahut acha hai to meat andar to meetha hai sab kha liya aur uske lekin i always broke my heart as a kid that you know itna bada fruit aur usme se nikalta itna sa because you know most of the time eyes and everything you cut out by the time you skin cut out nothing so tepache is traditionally made with skin of the pineapple interesting they have some really crazy enzymes on the pineapple skin and they have bromelain okay, in pineapple is. which is one of the best superfoods super antioxidants there is in on the planet hmm. right it's so, an enzyme itself yeah so it's really enzyme. really healthy yeah. really really healthy for you and it's only found in pineapple so you use the pineapple skins you add a lot of sugar to it usually uh, it's a lot of sugar to yeah, it. because ferment because there is no sugar for my because correct you need the skin it's only the skin right pretty skin much skin like even if you get cut half inch even then there is so much skin there is hardly any sugar left in it to ferment it to make the most out of the skin skin has a lot of nutrients in all fruits and this again a wild ferment again a wild ferment so you don't need a starter you don't need anything you just put sugar skin. this pineapple skin has all these crevices hmm. so everything so hiding much, in it so much hiding in it and it's really good and the best thing is so you make the pache again very quick ferment hmm. 24 hours to 48 oh, hours at it. best yes yes and you will see lot of froth on top and then then when you know like that's what's happening but usually these wild ferments you have to make sure that you cover them like not with a cloth but with something which is opaque hmm. something the air cannot get in and out and you have to make sure that you degas them right so i use plastic Like or a rubber thing, which sort of expands with pressure, so that you can see it. So right. I can see what's happening inside, and of course, after time, we sort of get used to it, and you know how it's happening. But usually, that happens. Now the thing is with kefir and these fast ferments, you have to be very on point. So like I said, you murder your kefir grains with tepache. If you leave it, and if then it becomes too khatta, then you have to add sugar. But again, khatta hai, but it's healthy for you. Right. Like if you can. like i know people who love khatta like they'll do anything like oh or khatta or khatta and then for them it's really good or you can add some sugar some honey whatever your fruit juice something something the paje is brilliant very good source of vitamin c very good for bromelain very good tasting a great mixer i've had a whole birthday in 2019 with a bottle of carbo and tepache as a mixer amazing right and carbo has its own sugar in it so <laughs> that would be carbo is malibu right like right. basically so yeah but like but remember as soon as you put alcohol into your ferments they all die so you're just having the signaling molecules how much how much and like i said all these people call them probiotics mm. and i think calling them a probiotic is is a stretch at times because you know actually helps your body 
work with the probiotics that you already have yeah millions trillions That's in there That's what it is right so this so, so now so we heard of prebiotic then we heard of probiotics, probiotics and now this postbiotics, postbiotics right <laughs> so in any case once you added the alcohol these become postbiotics so postbiotics basically are the byproducts of your uh, bacteria plus the bacteria that have died in the process that feed the other bacteria and uh, in fact yesterday i was meeting with the uh, my biome owner and we done a gut sample for my gut flora right right basically right, uh, the bacteria in my yes. gut post my 5 day fast okay. and it was very interesting because one bacteria that was very dominant before the 5 fast. day fast completely disappeared and one bacteria that was low suddenly increased so what was that low bacteria eating we realized it was eating all the other bacteria so it was very interesting to see how the gut bacteria changed over this 5 day period and it's all about the kind of food it ultimately goes 100%. into your stomach i actually read something very interesting that we talk about like good bacteria and bad bacteria i mean it's easy for people to sort of understand this honestly i understand my if i tell my Most mom people don't know, you know it's very confusing and also there are some bad bacteria but what happens is that these bacteria they produce something very small and you need them in very small quantity but they have such an important role but if they overgrow That's then they create a problem, a problem. but you need them still in smaller quantities to produce that one maybe 0.001% of the bigger picture correct you need them for right and that's where like so it's more about the imbalance of bacteria then good bacteria and bad bacteria is what i think yeah it's actually the balance between all of it and the way that it works with an ecosystem together exactly and the better the ecosystem the variety of bacteria that you have the better it is they keep saying right that uh, if you do the microbiome test for example like you know they will tell you okay so apparently onion is one of the best hmm. prebiotics ever right i just this come like great super for your stomach terrible for your diet <laughs> If not, if you're having <laughs> fermented onions, by the way, <laughs> I've tried this. <laughs> right. No, but yeah. So like these are the few ferments. Then what? Have, oh, ginger ale. Ginger oh, that's ale. an important one, right? Mm. I think so. Ginger ale and ginger beer. There are two different things. Now we refrain from saying ginger beer because a lot of people, the moment you say beer, beer they're like alcohol. Nay, 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 chay, nay, chay, and that's not something we don't want to alienate people. Uh, and right? there are those who say beer hai, mujhe chay. So it depends on which one you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But like also from like you know from Correct. a from a point of view of like who you want to sell to and whatever and who you're targeting. So ginger ale is what started in UK. So ginger beer is when you ferment ginger and put some sugar in as food, and the enzymes on the ginger and the bacteria in the ginger they ferment together, and then you form a ginger bug, which is very lively and very very fizzy and everything. Then you let it ferment, sort of diluted with more water, and let it ferment a little more, and that's what ginger beer is, right? Again, the more sugar you add, the more alcohol you will have. Then it becomes a ginger beer. Hmm. That's how it was typically. So that's how the beer part of it. Happened. Beer part it happens. Now, if you control the amount of sugar, you control the whole process, and you don't let it go to that stage. You have a very nice non-alcoholic ginger beer, which we call ginger, ginger ale. ale. Now, in the market, right? Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, there are ginger ales which right? are not fermented. They're which are not fermented. These are the soft drinks that are there. These are the soft drinks. So these are like soda waters hmm. which have some ginger essence in it, right? Now. People think that Dakar has come. I mean, if you burp, it's really good. Oh, it's working. Everything that was inside us—that's not how it works, really, right? I'm sure. I mean, you understand this, but like a lot of people don't understand, mm. right? That's not how it works. The fizz is only for taste, mm. pretty much, right? It's on the other stuff that is working, that is sort of helping you out. So when you actually drink our sort of ginger ale, for example, or something that is homemade—the bacteria, the yeast, the acids. Everything that's what actually heals. So if I have a heavy meal, and if you ask me to ginger ginger ale, I want a ginger ale, but I want like a in commas, I want a in homemade ginger ale or a ginger beer. 
if you will hmm. right like a non alcoholic ginger beer and that's what the basic difference is again now this is a wild ferment because you've not added any culture it's only the skin of the ginger that it's the skin of the ginger that helps and the only thing that you have to remember is to wash the ginger really thoroughly it grows in the soil and you know there is always soil on it and everything but it's really good hmm. because soil is very important source of b12 so all of these ferments are a very good source of b12 and that's how they help pretty much and the acids which are produced and everything i love it because you know it was always a mystery on all these new new drinks that are coming in and so i'm so happy that we had this conversation to understand that a there is history to them in our culture itself and there is stuff that's coming in from other cultures that you know like uh, like the pineapple one that you were talking yeah. about to start understanding and learning about you can do it with watermelon rinds again there you go thick you half your watermelon is in the rinds and you use them to ferment is that does it have a name uh, this tip is tipache actually usually oh, it's, it's tipache tipache again yes but tipache is traditionally if you look it up it's the pineapple one but you can use anything like any skins you know they become a soda then too right? good fruit soda so you add raisins you add any fruit you have peaches whatever just put everything together put some sugar let it ferment and there you have it right drink to to heal you lovely vikram thank you so much for coming on the podcast before going how can people get in touch with you how can people find out more about so we are available across india hmm. uh, bombay being our hometown pune is close by uh, you can find us on instagram at uh, k o m b u c h a dot i n that's kombucha dot i n and uh, can message us you can find us mavi's pantry google it right or you can definitely dm ashden and say ki hey who was that good looking guy on your <laughs> podcast that i should order my kombucha from right that <laughs> point that point them at you done for sure all right thank you so much for coming absolutely it was a delight and i love talking about kombucha and all these other beverages thank you so much because i think education is the most important thing i'm just happy that we could sort of bring that differentiation into this picture one more important thing sugar content varies in all these beverages right if you add some sugar there might be some sugar but kefir uh, beet kwas these are zero sugar zero sugar right? kombucha has a little bit of sugar the pachi again a quick ferment so depending on where you bottle it or how you at what stage you drink it it's it's low sugar and that's i think the most important differentiation in all of these beverages apart from taste of course yeah the way that you added sugar to it fantastic all right